This fun-filled, factual, and low-fat episode is sponsored by Crossbreed Holsters, makers of great leather products, and supported by the members of the Urban Shooter Association. Welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast, the podcast for law-abiding, fun-loving gun owners of the city. This show features how-tos, news, and political views on what's happening around the world and in your city related to the sports of shooting and protecting what's important to you. Your host is known as the Black Man with a Gun. He's a former U.S. Marine, federal firearms instructor, private investigator, counter-terrorist, public speaker, and web personality. He's been featured in two documentaries, Fox News, the BBC, the Washington Business Journal, Washington Times, Wall Street Journal, and here he is now to give power to the people. Ken Blanchard. Happy belated Easter. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. I am your fun-loving host, Ken Blanchard, and I want to thank you for joining me. Sending you a big chocolate bunny hug with some marshmallow peeps on the side. How was your Easter? This has been one great Holy Week, even though we had a whole bunch of deaths and sicknesses and some stress. Getting up to Holy Week, Good Friday was off the chain. Resurrection service was excellent and uh, things are just generally going all right. Just real, real busy. There's a flu bug going around. It's really wrecking people's lives. The weather's been kind of funny, but I'm hoping that you're okay. This week on your Fave or Righteous podcast, I want to talk about diversity and just some give you some thoughts about some directions I want to go on. Also, some not so happy news about suicide and a loss of hope. Also, in our oh hell no, we'll talk about a gun buyback program that's happening in Los Angeles. That's about it for this week. I'm back on the Gun Rights Radio Network. Thanks for all that love and allowing me to come back. Shout out to Mark in Maine, Scott and Art. Appreciate your email. Facebook has been a monster. You can get on that thing and like never come off. I got people on there that I don't even know. Uh, my Twitter account is Ken Blanchard, but uh, it's not like my Facebook. Facebook is ridiculous. And I haven't forgot about you, my man. You were asking me about some ways to uh, make some sounds and do some improv- improvisation on personal security stuff in your home. And I just haven't got to it, my man. But thanks for letting me know you're there. On top of everything else, started another podcast called In the Wilderness Ministries, and it's going to be a combination of Naked But Not Ashamed, The Baptist Biker, Live from D.C., and my church podcast, all of those who have faded. I'm going to put them all together, and everything is going to be on KenBlanchard.com. Going to kind of consolidate stuff. And in keeping with the shout-outs, um, just want to thank Mark again for being Mark, man. You're just, you just bless me, bro. Ron, count to 10, man. You'll be home soon, Doc. Or back again. Carson in Canada, thanks, bro. Annie, thank you for taking care of her brother. Lynn, I appreciate you, sis. Stan, thank you, man. And uh, Father Daniel had me a question. And I say you should take uh, Masada Yub's class, LFI 1, if you can. Um, forget the rest and hang with the best. One thing about Facebook is funny is I even got um, Liz Bishop Goldsmith and that's the lady who was against me on uh, Reverend Al Sharpton's show 
Sharp Talk up in New York. She's like main person on my page, always around. So I don't know if he's just spying or she actually might change. Who knows? Weirder things have happened. Well, this is show number 109. And I just uh, want to give you a warning. It's not as happy as usual. It's got some somber subjects in there. And we'll try to come back next week a little lighter, a little brighter. All right. Hang on to your corsets. It's going to be a rough ride. And I really hope that you're doing okay because a lot of people aren't. And one thing about me is that I really care about what's happening in your world. So if you're on Facebook, hit me back with a note. If you want to hit me on email, that's blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. And I actually care what happens to you. Or you can send me a voicemail at 888-772-6262. This show has been sponsored by the Urban Shooter Association and the great people at crossbreedholsters.com. spirit was nearly broken and a man without spirit is whipped but a preacher he could give them faith one ounce of faith they'll be dug in deeper than ticks on a hound i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Hey, I'm back in living color. It's your friend and brother from a different mother, Ken Blanchard. And I'm back talking about public opinion, public safety, public perception, public restrooms, public addresses, public domains, and public relations. All for the Republic. To the Republic. But before I get started, do you want the good news or the bad news? Okay, here's the bad news first. I think we're losing the battle for the hearts and minds of the American public. I don't have a Gallup poll with me right now, but I can sense the mood on the streets. Can you? Outside our gun world, outside of our forms and the ranges and classes and training and all that stuff that we do. Outside of our world, the majority don't know about terminal ballistics, expansions, varmint shooters, Sporters, tolerances, FNs, M4s, cams, polymers, primers, grooves, twists, riflings, freedom, trigicon, Mausers, Tarkarefs, Nambu, shall issue, Ipsic, or IDPA. Let's face it, girls and boys, you and I are not like John Q. Public. We live in a media-rich environment. We need a little bit better public relations than we are doing. We have a niche market, and that's good, except for keeping your rights. Think about it. When the majority, the public, and their perception is that we are not nice people, it's a little hard to keep what we got going. We've made it pretty easy to paint the picture of us being bigoted, racist, homophobic, and apocalyptic, and doomsday fear and extremist. And they like to do it to us, too. So we don't really help things there. And look at society. We don't fit in in the world anymore. In some ways, pro-gun rings 
a little off than American Idol. The world paints the sitcom people of us as kooks. And it's even cool to slam us now. And we've perpetuated the stereotype, unfortunately. Honestly, let's just look at a couple of things. Can we be honest with each other? Socrates said that the unexamined life is not worth living. I want to ask you to allow me to self-examine the gun rights movement right now. Because, see, if you just continue to go on the same path that you're always going on, you won't know that you're naked. You have no clothes, that you're operating in error. All right. I'm not going to beat up on this too bad, but just just work with me on this one. Raise your hand if you dig the Minuteman. You know, the guy that's on the Gun Owners of America and the Second Amendment Foundation's logo. I mean, it's patriotic as hell. It's so 1776. But think about it. Ask somebody who's under 25 who Crispus Attucks is. Gun groups just getting started having women shooting events in the last five or ten years, if that long. You see how out of it we are? Look at the National Rifle Association. They're a huge national organization. But look at the entertainment and the speakers that they have at their annual meetings. The word for the day is homogeneous. Need me to get graphic? Down in the weeds a little bit better? How about all the country music and the Ted Nugent stuff? Now, I like Ted. I even like some country music. But that's not representing all of America. Come on, be honest. And then we wonder why Asians, Pacific Islanders, Hispanics, Blacks, and Americans with Middle and Near East heritage are outsiders or invisible in the movement. What have we done? What do we do to encourage, to foster, to nurture? That's a good word, to nurture. Outside of our homogeneous culture. And then there's the age and the culture issue even even, even deeper. How do we treat the tattooed and the pierced set? The non-Christian, the atheist, the agnostic, the Wiccans, and even our gay brothers and sisters. Yeah, we got the pink pistols, but who really invites them to the party? See, told you I was going to get down in your grill, make you think a little bit. Well, welcome to the city. Diverse city. So what we need is public relations. We need a group to welcome the rest of our nation. That's what we need. We need to be more inclusive. But who's going to do it? Who's qualified to do it? Who has the face to do it? Who has the personality and the fortitude to do it? Is it you? See, I have seen the enemy and it is us. It's safe where we are. Tell the truth. You don't have to go outside your bubble. You can create a podcast. You can create a form. You can create a whole database of people just like you. But guess what? In a world of millions, the people just like you are small. If you want to save the movement, if you want to save our rights, if you want to save what we love, which is freedom, 
How dare you call me while I'm podcasting? Who is that? Hold the phone. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back at you. So what do you think? Did I go too far? Do I have any points worth repeating? As always, take what you can use and share it. And whatever you can't, leave it where it's at. But here's my thought too. Since I have all these great thoughts, since I believe that there should be a group that goes out and does things a little different, I want to be one that starts it. This brainstorm is not really a brainstorm because I've been thinking about it for a long time. And that's why this podcast is so eclectic. It's on purpose that I try to have fun because there's some sad crap going on in the world. If you think about the um, here in Herndon, Virginia, they had a fatal fire that they ruled a murder suicide. There were two killed in Michigan uh, college. Murder suicide. There was a mother that killed her son and then killed herself at a gun range in central Florida. I mean, it's just some crazy stuff going on and it all boils down to a lack of hope. But at the same time, the media, the anti-gun side. Is painting a picture, which is not really hard to paint right now, that we are extremists, that we are archaic, that we are boring, that we are rednecky, that we are, you know, whatever. We don't show that we have any fun or we're not, you know, just flannel shirt wearing Bubba's, which really pisses me off because that was my nickname once, Bubba. But I digress. You know what I'm saying? So what I want to do is I want to build this thing called the Urban Shooter. Um, I want to make this group do meetups and travel to all the major cities and have parties almost. Start off with a, not necessarily a party party, but entertainment. Get some local bands Give a little dialogue, a little speech, make people think. Give some presentations about firearm safety. Let some people spout off some stuff and get some uh, stuff off their chest. Educate a few people, then move on to the next city. And then we'll grow this thing like a movement. You know, the most dangerous cities right now, uh, as listed by MediaTakeout.com, are New Orleans, Louisiana, Camden, New Jersey, Detroit, Michigan's number three. How about that? St. Louis, Missouri, number four. Oakland, California, five. Flint, Michigan. Michigan got twice. Gary, Indiana, seven. Birmingham, Alabama. Richmond, California. North Charleston, South Carolina. Cleveland, Ohio. Baltimore, Maryland is 12. Miami Gardens, Florida is 13. Memphis, Tennessee is 14. Youngstown, Ohio is on the list. Atlanta, Georgia, Compton, California, Orlando, Florida. Wow, even Mickey not safe. Little Rock, Arkansas, 19, and Minneapolis, Minnesota, 20. Of the top 20 most dangerous cities as listed by MediaTakeout.com. And what if we took back a couple of those urban areas with some education, some entertainment? Well, that's what I want to do. So, with your help, I'm going to build up this Urban Shooter 
portion of Gun Owners of America, and we're going to take back America one city at a time. Now, I know that my stuff won't be funded by anybody, and that's why uh, I'm going to build it up as a member-supported thing, just like we do on this podcast. And I'm going to try to raise as many members as I can for the Urban Shooter Association, and that money goes for travel, goes for setting up stuff. I mean, and then after we get things going and get a pattern and get a system, they won't have like directors and local state chapter people all under the Gunners of America. It's time for change, y'all. We got to do something. And at one time, I thought that I was out of my mind because how can a pastor, a preacher, talk about firearm safety at the same time? It seems like the two, now I'm not saying that you can't be a Christian or can't be um, a leader in a church and be a firearms instructor. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is my position. Why with what I do, with what I've done, with where I've been, what makes me me? See, everybody has a mission. Everybody has a goal. Everybody was born with a gift. I'm just feeling that my gift is to hit this same spot because, see, I can go and do two things that at first I thought were separate, but they're not. The family that is grieving over the suicide or the murder. My clergy shirt works just fine there. When we need to talk about firearm safety and the rights to protect and to keep the citizens safe, then my knowledge of protection works. You see? So that's my plan. And starting now until about mid-May, everybody who joins the Urban Shooter Association will be, their name will be put into a hat for a drawing for a brand new in the waist band holster from crossbreedholsters.com. And that's from an Urban Shooter member who's donating that on his own ticket to help grow the movement. We are a movement. That's enough on that. Okay. Now with the news. Oh, hell no. All right. And this starts our news segment, also known as Oh, hell no. And thanks, Nate, for sending me this article and bringing it to my attention. This happens in Los Angeles, California, and it's set for next month. Mother's Day weekend, there's going to be a gun buyback program working with a lot of churches and community groups to get guns off the street and away from, I don't know, people who think that guns kill people all by themselves. It says, this will add the safety or to the safety and security of our entire city. Mayor Antonio Villagarosa says as at a news conference in South Los Angeles. It's a chance for us to take responsibility in our own hands and stop a senseless murder. Villagarosa said that the program has raised $70,000 through donations and will be held at locations throughout the city on May 9th when people who turn in handguns will be given a $100 certificate to be used at Ralph's Market. Those turning in rifles, shotguns, or assault weapons will be given $200 Visa gift cards. Now, I truly suspect that this gun buyback on Mother's Day will be a success for all those who donated money, tax write-off, 
for all those who get the free publicity, more money, and for the politicians that support it, and for the churches that allow it to happen in their parishes or synagogues or buildings. But does it help the actual person? Oh, hell no. The truth is so far away from it that it doesn't even matter. Gun buybacks are nothing new, but they cause and give everybody except for the citizen a plus. If there is a plus for the citizen, here's three I can give you off the top of my head. Number one, they get rid of evidence. An illegally acquired gun can be gotten rid of this way, courtesy of the government. A gun that was stolen you don't know how many bodies are tagged to it you can get rid of it this way compliments of your government if this gun was used in a crime you can get rid of it compliments and with the blessing of the city if you want to get revenge on your spouse he walked out on you so now you're going to sell all his firearms payback as hell or you don't mind being ripped off A rifle, for example, is worth more than a $200 gift card. If you had it appraised, pistols included, and then sold, you'd do a lot better than some gift card at Ralph's Market. But we're in a recession and you just give away stuff. Money is no object to you. It has no value. Gun buybacks don't help anybody, except for the politician the person who is giving the money and the person who's holding it it makes everybody feel good that way but saving children nah stopping crime nah saving a life nah but I do predict this event will be a success because of the growing contention and just the hate of law abiding gun ownership in the country right now I mean 2020 did a really good job of murdering our rights I mean they just portrayed us and anybody who carries a firearm as an idiot so the president doesn't have a hard sell when he wants to ban things because the public is already moving in that direction we need some serious PR Now, what do you think about that? I'd like to know. Send me an email to blackmanwithagun at gmail.com and tell me your thoughts about gun buybacks. And now, something completely different. I was having this conversation just recently with somebody who asked me, Ken, you're pro-gun and all. What do you explain, or how do you explain all the deaths all the suicides, all the murders with guns. I want to share this answer with you so that you can do the same thing. Untreated depression is the number one cause for suicide. Suicide usually results as the end result of a mental illness. And that could be depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, alcoholism, drug addiction, um, some negative life experience 
can set somebody off. Now, we all know that right now our country is going through some hellacious times financially. And some people lost all their money and don't have the hope of or faith in an afterlife, in a God that loves them, that will protect them, that will see them through these tough times. There are a lot of people who don't have the hope and the faith that you do. And when they get a death of a loved one, divorce or separation or breakup of a relationship, which is also a death and a loss, they'll know how to handle it. Somebody can lose or be jeopardized of losing custody of their children, losing their job, their house, have a serious illness and think it's terminal. Be involved in a serious accident, having chronic physical pain, intense emotional pain. Um, People are not as tough as they used to be. Now, folks don't handle hangnails real well. Being victimized, uh, domestic violence, rape, assault, or being in the household of somebody who was victimized, molested, kidnapped, murdered. But the biggest for me is a loss of hope. You know, we can live a few days without food, a few days without water, even a few minutes without air. But when you don't have hope, you'll just give up and die. That's the reason for all the sadness right now. I want to give you a phone number. If somebody you know or you know or it's you. That feels bad. Dial 1-800-784-2433 or 1-800-273-8255. And that's a suicide hotline. And you can always call 911 and let them talk you back to health. It's a sickness. It's not as uncommon as you want to think. People just can't take it. And pro-rights people, as much as they dog us, and as much as I mentioned it earlier about the sadness and about how strange we are and different we are than our diverse counterparts, we're kind of whole as well. Um, if you can go through a background check, if you can get a clearance to legally purchase a gun, you don't have these issues. But your neighbor that votes with their emotions, that votes and does things contrary to common sense, can't handle what you can. So you're going to have to do a couple of things. Be the sanity for your block. Be the protector for your block. Be the educator for your block. And you're going to have to watch over those weaker sheep in your block. I like when... uh, Gunfighter cast brothers talked about being sheep and sheepdogs and shepherds. So true. So true. You are your brother's keeper. Even those crazy ones that don't know what they're talking about. Be on the lookout to help somebody. Because every time you hear about uh, an accident that involves a firearm, we take a hit for it. Be sensitive to it. Watch um, and be ready for compassion despite 
the foolishness because nobody can fix it but us. You have the facts. Now also have the heart. Some heavy crap on this show, huh? I know. But you see, we are responsible in more ways than you want to be. And I know everybody won't do what I asked, but if just one or two people reach out, stay sensitive, stay awake, you might catch a sign of a brother or sister that's doing pretty bad at the range. Do you know, I almost bought a range back uh, a few years ago when I had some folks who had some money and they were going to loan me for a business proposition. I was looking into buying a range and man, I was all excited. I was going to be uh, a range owner and I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And I found out that suicides happen at, at ranges at least once a year. People come in and rent firearms to destroy themselves. And uh, insurance for that is astronomical. And it just eats away at your profits. So if you're in a place where there's a lot of cuckoo people, you won't make that much money. So that killed that idea. Also, the place was falling apart and it was a money pit, too. So my benefactor said, no, no, no. Don't you dare sink a dollar into that spot. And I rolled out. But I learned something on that one. And I dodged a bullet yet again. And before you get all heavy handed and think that uh, everybody who's suicidal was a bunch of losers. You know, some of that stuff is not even their fault. Think about all the prescriptions and the medicines you see on television where they say for depression, take this. Side effects may include blah, 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 blah. Suicidal tendencies. They'll say that really fast. You can catch somebody who's going through prostate cancer or surgery or removal of something and they have to take something for depression and you can trigger some stuff. Take care of your relatives. Be on the lookout for people who are exhibiting some strange stuff. Now, I'm not anywhere near close to being an expert on that, but I'm just sensitive to my brothers and sisters and I want you to be too because you're listening to the Urban Shooter podcast which means you're kind of like me, believe it or not. Or you wouldn't be listening. More food for thought from your brother that loves you. All right. I know this show is kind of somber. Talking about suicide and gun buybacks and diversity. And I know. So I can't leave you like that. How about a story? I was thinking about, uh, Navy SEALs. How about them SEALs? Yeah, buddy. I remember the first time I actually, well, that was not the first time I met the SEALs. I actually trained with them once. Uh, we were doing something, some high-speed, low-drag stuff. And uh, we had finished our course. And my instructor, he said, hey, man, you want to rush? And I was like, what can be more high-speed than what we've been doing for the last five days? And he says, hey, SEAL team, blah, 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 is coming up. And uh, they're going to do some room clearing with the night stuff on. And uh, they need some live people to be in the room. And we're going to stand next to the targets. And a rush is to have them come in and breach the room and hit the targets that like are placed all around your body. And uh, all you are, you just kind of standing there or sitting there. You want to do it? 
And this is back when I had more macho than mental when I was uh, full of myself and thought I was invincible because I said, yeah. And uh, we went into the shoot house and we sat between two standing targets uh, in this wooden room. I think we had vest on. Yeah. But uh, that wouldn't have stopped what them guys came in the room with. So we got in the room, sat down, started talking, and they cut the lights off. And one of the tips that I want to tell you, even when you're home, you want to learn about night vision. Your eyes adjust to low light conditions. And if you click on a switch, you'll be temporarily blinded. So the longer you can stay looking in the dark, the better. Um, And also works against your person, too. So if you got somebody who comes into the house unannounced, a burglar or robber, and you can flip on a switch, know that for about two or three seconds, you have an upper hand. And if you want to make a move, that's a good time to do it. Okay, back to the story. Well, we're sitting there like dummies, and uh, the door blows open. A flashbang is thrown into the room. I had the sense enough to close my eyes and uh, heard the shots pop off because some of the weapons were suppressed and uh, they hit all the targets around us and I actually felt the the breeze of a couple of rounds close to my chin, which wasn't cool. But at the time, I was an adrenaline junkie and I was stupid and we trained with the SEALs, so that was kind of our thing. And uh, all that came back to me with the rescue of Captain Phillips and that Somali thing with the pirates. Now, the funny part was, um, I think it was Friday night or Saturday on Twitter. I was really feeling like, man, let's get some. My wife was telling me to just simmer down and to forget about it. But in my heart, I could feel the old me come back. And I thought, man, what I wouldn't do to be on that ship right now or heading toward, you know, the Gulf of Eden to help out my boys with some intel or something. So I wrote on my Twitter about uh, having dreams about the SEALs. It wasn't maybe eight hours later. I saw it on the news where the SEALs popped three guys. And I thought, uh-oh, hopefully um, nobody knocked on my door. It wasn't a breach of security. I was totally just going back off of uh, my memory and it wasn't any prior intel. But uh, woohoo! for a minute there, I was scared. thought, he was letting out secrets. But it's a thin line I walk on. Someday, maybe, I'll be able to tell it. Oh, and friends and family, don't do that at home. That story I told you, it's true and I'm lucky to still be here. Do not practice that way do not do what i just said do please that was professionals doing what they do do not try that on your own and this is an honor of our navy comrades who know how to get her done
just. Right hand, right knee, left hand, left knee, sit up straight. Well, all right. Episode number 109 is kaput, finished, fini, terminado. Thank you for joining me again. Don't forget, I am back on the Gun Rights Radio forums, and uh, you can still send me an email with your gripes, complaints, critiques. I take all because it just makes me better. Black man with a gun at gmail.com. Also, looking for zombie stories or your input or your questions or anything that you want to send me to 888-772-6262. This show is sponsored by the Urban Shooter Association, which I hope you consider becoming one. And if you do, you get a chance to win a brand new In the Waistband holster from CrossbreedHolsters.com. Speaking of which, we will conclude with some little commercials and I hope you don't mind. Until next week, this is your friend and brother from a different mother just saying a friend is someone who thinks you're a good egg even though you're slightly cracked. Shalom, baby. Crossbreedholsters.com If you're looking for good leather gear, crossbreedholsters.com If you're looking for an holster, crossbreedholsters.com If you're looking for something that's Different, high quality, affordable. May I suggest crossbreedholsters.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Yes. Crossbreedholsters.com. Black Man with a Gun by Ken Blanchard is a 148-page book with pictures showing the right way and wrong way to do things, different guns and techniques, and a great primer for new shooters, an icebreaker for the experienced shooter, and a tool for the activist. Black Man with a Gun is a book that easily explains and inspires. With the humor of the most audacious African-American in support of the right to keep and bear arms, Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard is a former U.S. Marine, federal firearms instructor, private investigator, counterterrorist, public speaker, and web personality. Ken has been featured in two documentaries, Fox News, the BBC, the Washington Business Journal, Washington Times, Wall Street Journal, and now with his new podcast, The Urban Shooter on iTunes. In the book, you'll find a letter to my sisters, buying a firearm, the racist roots of gun control, the NRA, your rights, the police, religion, and guns. Get your autographed copy today by visiting blackmanwithagun.com or by calling 888-772-6262. Get your copy now. You and the zombies by any chance? Are you ready for the next zombie apocalypse? <laughs> hey, if you want something fun to shoot at a range the next time you go, try the new Zombie 3.0 and the Zombie Bride Target exclusively on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Check them out at blackmanwithagun.com or Urban Shooter Podcast. They feature a challenging target, intriguing looking, it's different, and you support our church and our efforts to buy a van, which we're really, really close right now, thanks to you. Check it out. Our zombie targets, blackmouthagun.com and urbanshooterpodcast.com. Get yours today.
This concludes another episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Power to the people.